Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. Well, hello, hello. It's Friday. I'm here, so it must be time for the James Dentley Show. And remember, we don't think outside the box because of our world. In our world, there is no box. Look, I have the pleasure of bringing back a dear friend. He was here last week. And if you were with me last week, and I know you were because you don't miss any weeks, right? You were here last week, so you heard from Alex Stern. You heard from Frank Schenkel, which was a great show. But there was just so much that Alec had to offer. I just had to ask him if he would just please come back and grace us one more time uh, with his expertise. I mean, you guys, are, he's been on every major uh, network you can imagine. He's been given awards from uh, several major organizations, from the City Gala to the Easy Way Awards Foundation. I mean, it's a, some of the top business awards in the world. Uh, he has received those awards. Uh, for the visionary and also for impact because he's created impact with uh, so many people's lives uh, and, and that want to grow in the business and advice in life as well. So we're honored to have him back. Uh, not only is he an investor and entrepreneur, he's the founder of Constant Contact and he's founded many other companies as well, but I'm going to allow him to tell his story. So uh, as uh, the Facebook Live is fetching up right now, Alex, I want to just turn it over to you and say, first of all, welcome back, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, James, it's so great. I, you know, obviously love uh, love meeting you on stage and hanging out with uh, with you at all the conferences we uh, both speak at, and it's a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure. The honor is mine, man. You know, we got a lot of pictures together. I was going back to us. Oh man, there's Alec. There's Alec. There's Alec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had some good times over the last few years. Well, you know what? I want to open it up uh, for you. And if you like, just start with sharing your story. And um, I'm just going to bring in some questions that the audience may have, but I'd like you to kind of take it and just share your story. And then we'll just kind of go through uh, some of the topics we discussed from there. Sure. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll spare some of the, some of the details, you know, starting at birth, but um, you know, the, uh, when I was, uh, when I was young, uh, you know, um, you know the, the motto in the home was if there's something that you wanted, you got to go make the money and, and buy it yourself. So I, uh, I quickly became my own entrepreneur in the neighborhood and set up businesses to cut lawns, uh, shovel snow and do car detailing and hired other kids in the neighborhood to work for me to help me do the jobs and even convinced a neighbor who had a, a dairy farm with a plow or with a, with a uh, plow and all kinds of machinery and got him to, to uh, actually plow the driveways for me. And so he would do it in two seconds and I would get paid and, you know, and I offered him money. He said, "Ah, just glad to help you." So, um, so I started early, and um, you know, once I graduated college uh, on the East Coast, I went to um, uh, went to Boston or came to Boston and got you know a big company job first, um, and uh, and that that uh, exposed me to just you know kind of finding mentors within and all, uh, you know having success in sales and business development and all kinds of things, and then. Um, someone who's several level, levels above me said, I'm going to be going to this, uh, this startup. Um, would you want to come with me? And didn't happen initially, but I ultimately joined on and, um, you know, we, five years later, we went public and I got this piece of paper of, uh, you know, options turning to shares. And I'm like, 
this is worth what? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How do I do that again? <laughs> wow. So, uh, so that was my first taste. And um, I've, uh, I've been on the founding team or uh, a co-founder co of founding team of eight companies now and five exits, including two IPOs. So, so I have some experience. So everyone knows Constant Contact by name, which was uh, I was a co-founder. We had three of us in an attic when we started. And, uh, and, you know, it was sort of a journey of just getting, getting in, uh, early in the cycle for, for, uh, you know, take, take, uh, take creating ideas or, or, uh, bringing ideas to, to market. Outstanding. Outstanding. I don't know what is happening here, but somebody else has gotten into our feed that shouldn't be on this line. <laughs> that's the, that's the value of zoom. I tell you, all right, we'll work that out. All right. Well, look, I just want to talk to you about the, from a business standpoint, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs that want to start and grow uh, their business. And uh, there's somebody else on our feed that should not be on there. I'm going to ask them if they would please disconnect because I'm going to have to cut them completely off. Please come off this feed. I don't know. They, thank you very much. Okay. Great. So we work with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and from a startup entrepreneur or even a whiteboard, somebody who has a great idea. And we live in an age right now, everybody's shut in and now their creative minds can that can, can start to be stimulated and, and be nourished. And then uh, right now, the world is going to need more innovation, more imagination uh, as we move forward. So what would you say to a startup entrepreneur or someone who has an idea? How would they first get started? What are some of the principles and foundational tools for that? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I'd first say, uh, you know, because a lot of people may be listening and thinking, well, you know, I'm not really an entrepreneur or, or I'm not innovative. You know, I usually ask a, I ask a show of hands in a room at a conference, how many of you think you're innovators and 5%, 10% of the hands go up. But if you think about it, every day, week, or month, we go and use products and services and you know, we have experiences and we're like, God, that could have been done better. And 85% of the businesses out there um, you know, are, are just taking existing ideas and executing them better. And then the mm -hmm. other 15% or so are new ideas like Constant Contact, Uber, you know, Google, Google, Facebook, et cetera. Yeah. So the only difference between someone that has ideas uh, and someone who's an innovator is if you take the idea and you bring it forward, you tell someone else or you uh, ask some people to join on to vet the idea with you or potentially go talk to your tar a target customer of your idea, you know, then, then you're becoming an innovator where you're, you're going to take that, that idea forward. And once you figure out that idea, um, you know what, you want to kind of formalize it a little bit. Um, and that's just really going through the exercise of what are the components of that idea. And then you want to go right out to your target target customer and ask them. First off, don't show them what you're doing, but ask them what, what are their goals and objectives? What are the things that they're looking to, to, um, uh, to, to grow their business or, you know, or what do they want more of? And they always say things like, I want to stay top of mind with my customers. I want to drive revenue. I want to drive my customers back in. I want new customers. You know, there's all kinds of uh, things that they'll point to. And, and then if, you're, you know, if you can align your idea with satisfying their sort of goals and objectives, then that match will, will get you off to the races to, to really vet out the idea and figure out uh, what it could be in terms of uh, uh, creating and solving a problem uh, or creating revenue for, uh, for a business. So what you would say is that one of the first steps would be to help a budding entrepreneur or existing entrepreneur to really identify, to really get clarity. Yeah. On, on what the, yeah. Where they want to go. Now, you know, we look at, we all have challenges in our business. So when someone has a challenge in, in their business, um, no matter what it is, what from your experiences has that challenge of, 
really centered around? Uh, is there something that a focal point that always is the root of most challenges that most entrepreneurs have? Yeah, so I, I think I, um, so. I'll come to that in a second. I think the thing that uh, just to tie this all together is that once you have a, your, you, you identify who your target market is, you've gone out and you've vetted your idea, and you 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 know saw sort of a, a, uh, their eyes get wide because you're going to offer them something that that they want. And again, when you're going to get feedback, don't go to family, don't go to friends, don't go to people you did business with. Go to total strangers because you'll get complete, honest, brutal feedback. Um, and so oftentimes we'll go, you know, go to folks and, you know, they want to just jump on the bandwagon and tell you how great you are. If I said anything to my mom, she's like, that's a great idea, son. Like everything didn't matter. But you want to go to, again, go to people you, you, that you just are not in your sphere of influence or your community, if you will. Um, and once you do that um, you, you know, and you, you work on your product, you have to consider like the like a dartboard. What's the bullseye on the dartboard of your idea that you're going to focus on? And, and we have, when we all start, we have the bicycle uh, wheel syndrome, where every spoke on the wheel is another idea that we want to solve for our target market. And you have to think about what's the one spoke you're going to get started with. And so once you pick that spoke and, you know, then, then you're, uh, you start, start evolving the idea, you start working on that, whether it's a product or a service, or it could be a focus of a nonprofit, you know, you've gotten, you know, got that feedback, you're going to keep iterating on it, keep getting more feedback. Um, and then obstacles are going to kind of hit you and they really come in a lot of different ways. Uh, could be just simply, you know, how do I take my idea and make it, make it something, a mobile app, uh, an application, you know, a, a service offering, a training program, you know, a set of services to, to the recipients uh, for my nonprofit. Um, and so you're going to have a lot of obstacles and, and you're going to have some challenges. Um, and I would just say that, that any obstacle that you're going to face you're not the first one that faced it. Mm. I mean, we, we can go back in time and find, find thousands of people and thousands of startups and thousands of entrepreneurs and whatever it is that have experienced that before. And so what you need to do is um, not do what we all do is we walk into the office in the morning, we put on the top line of a piece of paper, the obstacle, we put a little box to the left and we hope to check it at the end of the day. And we don't, we walk into the office the next day, we write it down again. Um, so I would say the first thing is to take that obstacle, go see, seek out those that have had that obstacle before, those that have failed at, at solving it, as well as those that have achieved in, in knocking it down, um, and then figure out sort of a, the, the process for how you're going to do that. Sometimes if they're big, you want to break it down into smaller pieces, so you're getting some, some, some traction toward solving the obstacle. Uh, and what I, just, what I would say to everyone is that um, once you knock down that obstacle, I guarantee you there'll be a bigger one behind it. <laughs> and behind that one, another bigger one. And so if you can get the muscle memory and, and, and get down the process for, for handling those obstacles, it's got to break the path for you to, to, take, to take you from the level you're at uh, where you may have plateaued to go to the next level. And it's really something that, that we all it's, – it's something that's learned. Uh, and earned. I don't think it's something that we're born with because obstacles that come to you in life in, in many different ways, sometimes just, you know, it's a curveball that hits you. And, and, and in a lot of times it's something you've never experienced before. So for all entrepreneurs, the first thing to understand and accept that obstacles are part of the deal. Yeah. And, and if they're nurtured, uh, nurtured the right way and directed the right way, they can help build you. Um, sure. And so can you share with us some examples of some obstacles you've had and how did you really overcome it? 
Yeah. And so, so on the business front, the, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, starting several companies, you know, constant contact included, um, you know, some of the obstacles are time, you know, the time and place, right? So when we started constant contact, you know, we had a service that we wanted to pro provide to small businesses. And the original premise that, that spoke on the wheel was email marketing. And the original premise was uh, really around uh, large companies had um, enterprise tools for marketing, digital marketing. They had agencies, they had staff, you know, they had everything they needed, Amazon and others. But Main Street, uh, you know, Main Street anywhere in the world of small businesses didn't have anything. And so we said, how can we level the playing field for small businesses against those big competitors to where we could pr provide them an offering where they, they didn't have to be technical, it was going to be easy to use, and it was going to be low budget. Um, and so, so initially when we started, we had a lot of obstacles because SaaS didn't exist. You know, we all know SaaS, you know, so first it was uh, ASP, App Application Service Provider. Then it became SaaS. Now it's cloud, whatever you want to call it. We didn't have a forum where we could build something once and share many or rent it many. Um, and so we had to put it on a, you know, dating myself, put it on a CD and run it out and plug it into a computer for someone. Um, so so it, was a, it was an obstacle for scale, you know, because, you know, if we're selling to small businesses, you know, they're going to pay, you know, if we started at free trial and then $15 a month, mm -hmm. you got to get a lot of them to get some traction in terms of revenue. And so once once the this this platform called you know SaaS came out, mm -hmm. uh, we were one of the first two applications on uh, uh, SaaS applications and for small businesses, and so that opened up a floodgate for us to, to opportunity to where we could uh, install this you know kind of one time for us if we were selling direct and through partners uh, have them install and not have to install something but to have be able to sell something promote something refer something. And then they would come over to the same, you know, uh, I guess one instance of this application that sits up, you know, in the cloud uh, for everyone to use. So it just gave us a, a wide, uh, wider opportunity and, a, and I guess, a, uh, you know, a, a, a platform for us to go reach our target customers. Now, three of you all got in the attic and you came up with this idea for Constant Contact and, and it was launched in the attic. Okay, great. Um, how did you come up with it? What sparked the, the conception of it? I know it's all about solving a problem, filling the need, but what was it for constant contact? And then what was it about constant contact that made it such a, a mammoth com company and so uh, 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 important in the industry? Sure. Yeah. So in the attic, um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, through, a, through another entrepreneur uh, investor that myself and, and uh, Randy um, one of one of my co-founders, but he was the original founder. Had been working on an idea and had a technology. Um, we brought in an, uh, a second person. He brought in a second person, Margaret, who was mm -hmm. a soft, software architect. And then, then I, I came in on the business front. And we just really had a meeting of the minds for helping small business and had a passion to help small businesses. And we we had done some other things. I had done some other things. In, in the back end and, and payment processing for small business. And now it's moving to the front end on, on the marketing side. So, so the original thing was like, you know, which was the, you know, the premise I mentioned earlier for leveling the playing field really was born out of a technology that we, um, instead of selling it as a, as a expense, uh, um, it became a, a, an offering that would create revenue. Um, and so, you know, just selling that to, to small business and, 
and we we set out to to do that and that's exactly what the what we did as a as a company and was our anchor offering for uh you know for uh for the company yeah yeah now in business um you know you have to get a company started you have to keep the company you have to stabilize it and get the company to operate and sustain and then uh and then the goal is to always get it to scale so can you walk us through some of the principles or techniques or some of the things that as a business owner, you know, what are some of the important things I have to focus on to start my company, sustain my company, and then scale it? Yeah, so uh, um, we can definitely dive in and, um, you know, uh, we can go deep on that topic. There's, there's certainly a lot of areas to, to, to break that down. I mean, the, the initial one is just validate, validation and, and testing of your idea and then, and then getting out and finding some early customers that you can give this to, even if it's not complete. Yeah, to uh, to let them uh, let them get going and try it and give you feedback. Okay, got it. So we got the growth and we we're sustaining our company because you know what about um, capitalization? You know, how would you suggest entrepreneurs? There are many ways to try to get capital right now. What are some of the ways you've seen working with your entrepreneurs that uh, when they don't have the capital, how do they solve that issue? Or was it the way they thought? Was it the planning? How do you go about uh, putting those pieces together? Sure. Uh, again, uh, uh, that's a meaty topic. It's one that we, we can dive in and I'd love to give you the kind of the longer answer um, uh, if, if you'd like. Uh, but but the, the first thing I would just say is you've got to you ask yourself a question. Are we going to be a family run business you know, that we're going to uh, you know, su- support and provide for our family? Or are we going to you know, build this up to want to scale it to potentially uh, go public, get acquired uh, and so on? So there's we, we can kind of look at both, uh, you know, kind of when the decision's made of which way you're going to go, then there's different options for capital. Okay, i tell you what, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back with uh, Alex Stern, entrepreneur, philanthropist, uh, got a new book coming out right now, a phenomenal, phenomenal gentleman and uh, an investor, but one of the most brilliant business minds we have in the world today. So we'll be right back after this commercial. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Again, that's JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. This part of our show is going to be brought to you by the Chicago team of Total Life Changes, uh, where health is your wealth. And, you know, get super healthy in your body and your bank account. I want to offer a free gift right now to everyone who's listening, a copy of my book, a virtual copy of my book, Five Frequencies of High Performance. Simply go to TLCVIP, TLCVIP at 26786. Again, 26786. Now, uh, Spencer Johnson wrote a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And now the cheese is moving. The James Dentley Show is going to now flip, and now we're going to turn it over to Mr. Alex Stern. And it now is the Alex Stern Show. Alex, <laughs> I wanted you here for a reason, man. Take it away and just teach. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, you're too kind. Um, yeah, so we were touching on uh, kind of you've got your idea, you validated your, you know, your idea you, you, with your target market. You know exactly who you're gonna, your target market is. Uh, and then the question was around scale, like how do you how do you get this thing going and scale it? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things in the you know kind of early on to get that flip flywheel going that need to be in place. Um, but when you think about scale, um, this question will, will was is obviously it's going to be in the in the forefront of the minds of someone starting a business. Like how are we going to grow this thing? How are we going to get revenue? How are we going to succeed? But it's also going to be in the minds of uh, of anyone uh, if you were to go out and go try to get funding and things like that because first they're going to they hear the idea they see that you're solving it there's a big problem you know you're solving like um, you you uh, understand exactly kind of what the competition and the landscape looks like today you you have you're doing something unique so your unique value proposition and and now they say they say okay you know we we get all that um, and then the question next is how you know how are you going to scale. And so, so I'm going to uh, touch on that, and then uh, you know it ties back into as you're you know not only to to satisfy the answer for those that may invest, but it's really for how we're going to how we're going to run the business first and foremost. So when uh, uh, my background uh, is a lot in channels and partnerships, and so uh, I always would ask uh, you know anyone that I'm talking to, whether it's a you know uh, a business uh, focused startup, uh, service based, or a nonprofit. You know, where is your target customer hanging out? Hmm. And so, so if you really think about where your target customer is hanging out, um, you know, there's, there's, I challenge every, everyone on the line that there's going to be at least, um, there'll be at least 15 categories of different types of partnerships that you could structure and set up to get to your target market. And so I'll give you the one that, that every single organization, uh, no matter what your focus is, has. And that's association and member orgs. So whatever your focus is, there's the association and member org of whatever you're doing, uh, both uh, local, regional, national. There are networking groups. There, are, your target customers hanging out, you know, on a regular basis with with different associations and member orgs. And if you can package up what you're doing, so you, you're you're doing this for a reason. You know, you're doing it because you have something unique. There's a better way to uh, deliver that product or service, or we've got something so new that that isn't even out there. Um, if you can package up some thought leadership and some best practices and things that you're really doing different, then associations and member orgs would welcome you to come in and and share that 
because it will benefit your target audience who's their members. And so associations of members love, love it when you're, when you're helping them and, and they're going to get credit for bringing you forward uh, because, you know, they get membership fees from those, those members. And, and now here's another value added sort, uh, sort of opportunity to, to learn and how to help them uh, advance their business. So, so they'd welcome you uh, to speak at conferences, to, uh, to, you know, write articles, blog posts, you know, um, go on lives and so forth. And so, so, so when we started uh, Constant Contact as an example, uh, we were 100% channels. So, you know, I went and got, uh, you know, went and got four customers uh, so we could validate the idea and get, get that brutal feedback and, and really, you know, uh, uh, get, uh, eventually get success stories out of that. And, uh, and so then it said, okay, well, where are the target, our target customers hanging out and finding all those categories, um, whether it's a complimentary service or product or service that could recommend you or something you could maybe integrate or bundle in where they sell something and you go with it and. There's a, there's a longer sort of conversation on just that this this topic, but but the bottom line is you go and find those different categories, and uh, and then you you land partnerships and have it with a variety of different ways to work together, where they may say, hey, we'll tell we'll tell our target customer about you, and they'll come over to you, sign up, and and we you know you service them from there, or they may take a more active role to co-market or to do other things with you, uh, but we were 100% channels because you know. We, we couldn't go door-to-door selling to small businesses on Main Street around the world. You know, we would not have a, a large enough sales army to do that. Um, and so we, you know, we, um, we signed on and, uh, you know, and, uh, with a bunch of partners, got us exposed to our target market. Some got, were really active, some were more passive, but um, being 100% channels got us to, to a large uh, um, audience of our target customer to start to see some sales come through uh, because then that flywheel gets going. You make some, you you have you make some sales. You can get some more uh, feedback and get some more case studies. You start getting revenue. Revenue lets you hire, and sort of then the scale engine begins. Um, and so, you know, when we um, so we went public uh, ten years after we started, a couple of years to really get kind of get going, and took a little bit of money in uh, initially uh, after those you know, couple of years. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about funding in a moment. Uh, but then when, you know, we, um, you know, so, you know, we, we, when we started on that, so this, this, the path to, to scale, um, you know, it eventually got to a point where we had, uh, we're generating enough of our revenue to do our own marketing. But one of the key metrics um, um, is back to something, something we started early on. How do we delight the customer? How do we create a wow moment? What are we doing that's unique that will get them to, to, to um, move from just being a customer to a repeat customer to a raving fan? And so we, we set out to do things, not, not all right out of the gate, but we rolled in different things. And I'll give you a few examples in a moment. Um, and so, so we, we were then able to um, start to get the, the flywheel of referral. I don't think the vi- vi- viral is the best uh, best term in the in today's COVID uh, situation, but but referral. We'll go yeah. with referral, where where someone's telling someone else, or someone sees something that someone has and they want it too. And so when we um, so 10, 10, years, ten years in, we went public, and eight years later we sold. Uh, when we sold, we had eight thousand partners, um, yeah. and that's a conservative number. And so, it, so it was always an important thing from the beginning, but it always stayed important while we were able to then drive our own revenue. But fifty percent, 
five zero, 50% of our customers were, were referral, yeah. referral engine. And so wow. if, if you create a wow moment and you really please someone, they're going to tell others and then you can figure out uh, the metrics around what, what that customer is doing for you and, and who they're bringing in, how many customers will one customer bring to you. And then you start to see that, that, you know, those don't cost any money for cost of acquisition if it's referred uh, you know, most, most times. And so, so that, that we got, we're able to get that, that engine, you know, sort of getting the engine going. And of course, then it sort of was expanding from there and uh, with an amazing team, bringing in, you know, bringing an amazing team and incredible management, um, you know, and, and at the end, 1500 employees later, you know, when we sold, you know, was, uh, you know, was amazing. And so everyone contributed to sort of that growth and success. And um, so, so, uh, creating the wow moment and delighting a customer. A couple of things we did. So early on, uh, we gave you free support, call anytime. We were all on the support line. You know, I'd be sitting in my office at eight o'clock and at night and the phone would ring and it's someone with a support call and I'd pick it up and talk to them and, and work with them. And I eventually built up a team to focus on that. And in fact, there was one phone tree line that I was still on even, you know, at the, the end of the, you know, the end of that, that journey where once in a while I'd be sitting in the office and get a phone call for support. So it was always fun to pick it up and, and then, uh, you know, talk to a customer. And then if it got out of my hands or beyond, beyond anything I could help them with, I'd be like, well, let me transfer you over to support. <laughs> so it was always fun to stay close. And we in fact required uh, and encouraged, I guess, but, but also required that engineers and others listen to support calls so they could hear frontline what customers are saying and where they're having pain points and so on. Um, so support was really important that they could call us anytime and give them comfort to hit send or answer their questions. Uh, and then the second thing is we, you know, we had a whole team of warm sales folks that, that when someone opened a trial within 48 hours, we called them uh, to welcome them and say, hey, I'm a marketing coach. You know, uh, thank you for signing up. You know, what, what was the reason for signing up or how can we make this a successful experience? I'm a, I'm a marketing coach to, to give you a hand. And so they would kind of have a warm you know, a, a warm welcome, which it, which was a surprise and delight because people like I signed up last night, you know, and you're you know, for a free trial and you're calling me to help me. Well, like, now try calling a lot of uh, companies today that, that you have products and services yep. from and you'd be lucky to get anyone or they're going to charge you money or tell you to go to chat or to send an email. Um, yep. So we, we were, we were really focused on uh, uh, make, making sure we handheld small businesses so they had success with this, and then, and, and of course, it paid off, you know, uh, tenfold because raising the water level of the economy and and helping all these businesses, you know, grow and succeed, and and then of course it helped with the growth of our business. So I want to just repeat a couple of things that you you said. You said a lot, but for all the everyone who's watching, listening, uh, it was really identify where is your customer already hanging out. You know, what other organizations are your customers members of right now? What are they plugged into now? You know, sometimes, would you agree a lot of times uh, when you're new as an entrepreneur, you think everyone's your customer? Yeah, well, so, so and, and, and you're going to do everything to help them. So, yeah, so the, the bicycle wheel syndrome goes beyond just, you know, having all these ideas to help them. But, you know, um, oftentimes we're like, yeah, everyone, everyone is a customer, but you have to get a little bit laser focused on exactly who it is and, in the case of uh, Constant Contact, it was very small businesses, you know, and 70% of our customers had 10 employees or less, and 20% had one employee. So it was very small. We were not going to go up to the Fortune 500 or 2,000 
we had divisions of them using us because they didn't get the help necessarily from corporate. So they'd use tools like, like constant contact. Uh, but yeah, you, you've got to be a little bit more, I think, targeted around, you know, uh, exactly who's your target customer. Got it. Got it. Well, we get ready to move into the scaling and financing and funding and things of that nature. Um, in a traditional business from the, uh, uh, the clients you've worked with, how long would you say the average entrepreneur would expect to get a return on investment to be able, because a lot of times we want to bring, make money and we want to spend it. We want to we get that money in us. We're successful. We go spend it. And then, uh Oh, so, so what do you, what do you say to that? Yeah. So, so um, it, that's a little bit of a moving target and it does really depend on the sort of how, how the focus of the, of the small business. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some will say, you know, three, three to five years minimum, uh, would be sort of a sweet spot. But but again, back to the type of business you're creating, which just before break, we said, well, you know, are you creating a family-run business that you want to put your kids through college and buy that boat and buy the summer home? And or are you are you really building a business for that you want to scale and potentially get acquired, which those those can get acquired and it happens often. Um, but do you want to do you want to take external funding to accelerate growth? And so so you know it, it takes longer if you're if you're um, taking in revenue and then using that for your expenses and then also trying to plan for your growth. Sometimes you got to inject in additional money when you're real early, you know, in case of constant, constant contact, we had no money. We weren't paying salaries. We were, you know, we were, uh, we were really, uh, uh, you know, just, just uh, running real lean and mean. Uh, yeah. And so for us to, to actually advance the idea to hire people and to, to create, you know, a better, uh, uh, you know the product and advance it more, and you know, and maybe uh, bring on some people to help go find the target customers or those channel partners. And there were several things that you know needed needed money. And if we were going to wait until we were growing at fifteen dollars a month, uh, starting with a free trial, it was going to take a while. Um, and so it just made sense that we you know go the path of getting external funding. Um, and so when you're a small business, you have a lot of options that exist. And uh, with the passing of the stimulus package, I think happened earlier today with Congress. Um, you know, there, there'll, there'll be some other things to help in the, in the midst of what's going on today, but also maybe be freeing up some additional things because there are a lot of paths for small businesses to get loans or to, to get some other sort of external assistance. And um, if you wanted to get formal about something like not a family run business, but you're really looking to kind of scale this thing up. Then you're gonna, you know, potentially start with friends and family giving you some money. Then you'll go to angel investors, which are folks that have, you know, have a higher net worth that, mm-hmm. um, you know, have all had experience in, in, in their careers or have a passion about a certain area and like would love to fund and assist with small businesses or, or startups, if you will. Uh, and then you then you may go the route to formally go get uh, venture capital money. Um, and so as you start to look to go ex- get external funding. You've got to have your story down. You've got to have your 10 to 12 slides that, you know, plus plus the backup financials to really tell your story because um, they're going to want to see that. And then if you're if you're uh, going to go get formal money from angels, angels or angel syndicates or venture capital or they're going to want to have the question answered, how are you going to scale? And so channels oftentimes uh, is the answer. If you were to go identify those categories and find lead channel partners in those categories and partner with them to bring your offering to your target market through them. So it's sort of this one to many scenario or sell through to someone else. Um, you know, that's how that, that's, a, that's one way to scale. Cause if you go in and, and you think you're going to like in our case, we, we couldn't go door to door selling the small businesses. 
Um, and if we did, we need we would need sort of an army of uh, salespeople. And we were you know, people had said, "There's no way you're going to succeed at that." The only one that's done that is you know ADP and Intuit and these large companies. And if you went to someone to get funding and they say, "How are you going to scale?" The answer is not hire 50 salespeople. You know, they're not going to want to hear that. They're going to want to see that you can leverage this in some ways to potentially grow the business without bringing in a lot of expense and people. And that's what channels can help with. Well. Wow. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Well, we got about another minute and a half before we go into break. So I want to, when we come back, I want to try to transfer, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, move into personal life. You know, you, uh, you were uh, proclaimed uh, dead on the operating table. Uh, you know, everything stopped beating and, and now here you are. And how is that making a profound impact in your life? And how do you look at life now moving forward? You know, sometimes people feel guilty and they say things like, well, I don't want to make a lot of money. I don't need a lot of money. It's not necessary. Money's not everything. And it's not. And we understand that. But would you agree that you're able to help a lot of people if you have more resources? Yeah. And I, so uh, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk a bit about that experiences. But uh, but, um, you know, it's I mean, you 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 talk about it all the time. It's about community, you know, the community and, and surrounding yourself and, you know, the community that you that you play within. Um, and then expansion of your community to bring in others that can assist you. And, you know, the water level raises, uh, you know, uh, easier when you're, when you're not operating in a vacuum. And yes. so, so a lot of people just want to go in stealth mode and operate in a vacuum, but your community and how you expand the, and grow that community is what, what will lead to success. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, just as we met, uh, as we met in California with the, the different events that we were at and, and then we were both uh, received awards there. Of course, you got the Visionary Award. You got a few awards, man. You get every time I go somewhere, they're giving you an award, <laughs> even Secret Knock. But I tell you, you know, in the book of Proverbs, it says, "Give all honor where honor is due." You deserve it, man, because you're just a class act guy and gentleman. And uh, to go in an attic and come out with an idea and to be able to impact the lives of small business owners, and on the way to do that, be able to create a, a very substantial uh, situation for yourself and all the people that believed in your company, that's quite remarkable and, and commendable. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Mr. Alex Stern. All right. All right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Again, that's JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Now, back to the show. All right, Alec, my friend. Uh, look, man, I want you to, if you would, finish your thought, but I really want you to transition into uh, just your outlook of life uh, because I think that's the commonality that we all have, that we all share. So, can you go ahead and speak to uh, your, the thoughts you were finished, you were elaborating on? Yeah, so, so, uh... I mean, we're sort of just uh, un- uh, unpacking the sort of the different aspects of getting a business going, and uh, you know, and and I guess the, the the thing I would wrap up on that that the topic in general is that again, don't have to do it alone. Uh, you know, we sought out some, and, and all the companies that I've uh, been involved with early on, we found someone who is an expert, or or if not directly in our area, but maybe maybe with our target market. You know, maybe the, the actual technology, maybe the offering, uh, maybe the service, whatever it may be, and and s- seek them out. You know, uh, oftentimes they're willing to assist and advise and mentor and potentially join the board. And you get some, you know, some additional credibility if you grab the right people to, to be on your team there. And, uh, you know, and, and it's welcomed when uh, if you're going to go get funding and they see that you've surrounded yourself with some other sort of leaders. Um, so so it's really important to, you know, again, build up, build up that community and, Get get a lot of folks involved to uh, to help help you advance your idea. Awesome, awesome. Ah, let's move into life experiences, man. What what are you? How's life for you now? Yeah, so life's good. Um, you know, as I uh, shelter in place, <laughs> um, you know this. Uh, you know it's it's uh, social distancing, physical distancing, and I like to say long distancing because. I've taken this opportunity to reach out to a lot of friends that I just haven't had time to talk to or were not around here that I couldn't just walk out and see. Um, and so it's, uh, I'm trying to uh, take, take advantage of, of this time, you know, while, while, you know, prayers to all those that are, are, have, have contracted this and, and those that have passed, but, but um, you know, it's just best that we stay out of, stay out of the way of, of make, making this uh, even worse by accelerating it. So, so I'm good with it and I'm trying to take advantage of, um, uh, but but um, as you alluded to, or mentioned, um, you know, a couple, uh, almost two years ago, a little less than two years ago, I was going to uh, was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, there was uh, concern that it had poked out, so I was went into a robotic surgery, and um, you know, it's got to be routine. And um, routine surgery went awry at the at the final cut, and uh, I bled out, and I went into shock, and. Um, cardiac arrest, uh, full 120% of my blood replaced and they had to revive me and bring me back. And so coming out of that from a couple of day recovery to, to then moving home turned into a ICU nightmare, uh, for me to accept in the new blood and kind of deal with all the, the new challenges I was faced, um, which, um, I went into that surgery, high five and everyone and asking, you know, I want to see the maintenance records of the robot you know, just, just having fun with it. And so I had a good, good, uh, mindset, you know, and, uh, so I carried that through and when I came out, you know, and sort of realized what had happened, um, you, you know, I just, uh, I knew somebody up, someone up, uh, she up there was, uh, wanted me to stick around. And so, um, you know, I, before all this came, this went down, 
uh, I was always paying it forward and, and finding ways to give back and involved in some things that are really I'm passionate about, especially inner city and, and working with small businesses and, and entrepreneurs, you know, starting businesses and the urban settings and, uh, and as well going to conferences and first one there, last one to leave and try to offer up anything I could do to help, uh, especially if I'm speaking, um, which, you know, majority of the conferences I'm speaking at. So I want to give back and I was paying it forward, I guess. And when this happened, it gave me a little bit of a different perspective to, uh, to say how much, how can I do more? Um, and so it's really, uh, you know, I think it's become my, my mission to, you know, try to help as many startups and small businesses uh, as I can. Yeah. And you were actually um, uh, one of the featured speakers at the Secret Knock. A lot of people don't realize, I don't know a lot about Secret Knock because it's a, it's a very prestigious organization. You have to be invited to, to come. I was supposed to speak uh, last month and I had my surgery. But tell us about just the different um, uh, organizations you've been a part of, the, the city gala summit that we met, and how have those kind of in those relationships you created, how have they impacted you? And how do you think they can impact the lives of other people? Yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> So I guess there's a couple of ways to answer that. The, um, I've been doing thought leadership, uh, speaking at conferences for for you know since the beginning of Constant Contact, and and I, I love that, and and certainly welcomed going out to talk to you know uh, at the restaurant associations and a lot in Chicago and the largest conferences, and um, and then you know uh, kind of the founding story uh, wasn't wasn't really kind of getting out there and being told much. So I was encouraged, you know, can I go out and start to do some of that, and and I did, and and. I did it in a way that, um, you know, I know a lot of other founders and this is not, not a knock on any of them, but oftentimes we want to talk about the exit. Let's talk about the big numbers and the, you know, you know that we were a unicorn and we we're this and that. And, and I really felt because, you know, starting kind of with the three of us in an attic that um, the, the, the nuggets and the things that we did then to sort of set ourselves apart was what really shaped and made the difference for us to get going. Now, of course, then it took a lot of other smart people to come in and it took money and it took, you know, a, a lot of other, you know, cust- a lot of customers, a lot of things, but, but, um, you know, so, so for me, it's, you know, just, it was just to get out and be able to tell, tell that early sort of that early s- story. And so I started going to conferences and, um, you know, and just meeting some conference hosts, whether they be attending a different conference or, or I, I would just meet them and, uh, the answer was always like, would you speak at my conference? So it one turned into five turned to a hundred and, and so on. But, um, so, so I welcome that because it gave me a forum to get up and be able to tell a story and put myself in the shoes of the audience and, and really, t- you know, talk to having experienced what they've experienced multiple times. Uh, so repeat, you know, I like to say I'm a serial entrepreneur who likes cereal. Um, <laughs> and so this week it's uh honey nut Cheerios, but, Everyone always asks, what, what's cereal? So, uh, but I, I, uh, I uh, so I've always enjoyed that. But, but the reason I, I go to a conference, I'm the first one there, last one to leave. I don't leave the room unless I have, you know, something important has to, uh, you know, phone call or whatever, uh, because I want to be present to hear all the other speakers. Uh, I also want to get a feel for what they're saying. And because uh, sometimes I can weave that into my talk when I'm, when I'm talking. Uh, but I want to be present for all the attendees. Because when I first would go to these conferences, oftentimes I'd hear a speaker and I'd want to go thank them, give my card, tell them, you know, I think we could do business together. And they get whisked away or a handler kind of blocks you from talking to them and, mm-hmm. um, and so on. And so I just said, you know, I would always I would I never want to be that person. 
I want to be the one who's present and available. And and so um, it touches me that now I'm really getting recognized for it with getting I mean, every conference I've, I've gone to as of late, I've gotten an award, which is just crazy. Knock on wood somewhere. Um, but, you know, visionary awards, global visionary award, you know, et cetera. But, um, you know, so that's been nice. And I don't do it for that reason, but it's certainly the recognition uh, just gives you the fuel to, to do more. But, but these, you know, going to these conferences, especially to some of these top, the top tier ones, like Secret Knock is an example. We had the virtual two-day conference yesterday, which I, I've been the closing speaker for the last three Secret Knocks. Mm -hmm. uh, so they had me the, be the closing speaker uh, yesterday. And um, I walked away with several pages of notes, you know, and so I held it up when I was speaking because uh, Greg Reed, who's the uh, founder and host, he, um, uh, he, you know, was saying how he was taking notes. You were sitting there saying you took notes. We're all learning from each other. Um, and, and, and every conference, you know, that we've both been to, uh, especially the ones at the, at the level of a, of a secret knock is, is it's, it's, we're, we're learning. We're always learning and, and taking away some great, great things that we can apply, walk away and be able to apply them. And so, so I just, I, uh, anyone who's starting a business, um, or an entrepreneur that's in the heat of it all, you got to get away from the day to day. You've got to, you've got to invest in yourself and you've got to invest in the ability for you to clear your head, to look at things strategically and going to these conferences will help you do that because you're going to make great connections. You're going to hear some things that you're, you're going to say, gee, we should, we should be looking at doing something like that. Um, you might find people that could potentially come in and help mentor you and accelerate your, your business and so on. And so, so I just really encourage everybody to, to go, go to some of the, some of these and, you know, the top three Forbes, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, were you know, uh, City Summit, City Gala, Secret, Secret Knock, and CEO Space. And uh, last year, I keynote, keynoted all three. And so, um, and so it's just really important to, to, to find yourself time to, 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 to be involved, to invest in you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what the thing that, and everybody who knows you, man, really likes you. You know, I don't know if you, you know, you know, of course you don't think that way, but everybody likes you, man, because you're always so approachable and you're always present and doing the things that, that needed to be done because, of, you know, sometimes a speaker can say something that can be a life-changing nugget or life-changing concept. And the person walked out the room, they got bored, they were in the hallway. So, you know, we've got about five minutes left, but let's talk about um, since we have the audience here, in your opinion, how important is it to have integrity and how do you define that? Well, I mean, I, I, if I can quote you, hail, right? You know, <laughs> uh, honest, authentic, uh, integrity and love. Um, yeah. And so, so uh, which you, one of your, your, your mantras, which I love. Um, and uh, I do appreciate uh, all that you your teachings and and you you by the way uh, with a, you're inspired to speak and and your programs are up there as ones I love to not I'd love to come on and speak but I certainly love to listen I learn a lot from you and from from those you bring on so um, shout out to you as well uh, but you. but integrity is important um, you know like somebody asked me the other day. You know, do you, you know, do you do this to like, what, why do you do this? Like, you know, people, and so, you know, pay it for this and that. Um, I do it because I care and I do it because I want to, uh, I do want to help others. And I've been in their shoes and I struggled big time. And, and, and when I met that person that could like just blow the door open and let me see, I see new, like new, a new path, a new light. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, it was just um, so rewarding and, and, and I just find that like within I, you know, a couple of hours working with somebody on 
whatever that their idea is. Usually within two to four hours, we have a breakthrough moment to just say, okay, this is what, this is what will take that, take your idea to the next level. And um, um, so, so, you know, I think for me, I don't have an agenda. I, you know, so when talk about integrity, I don't have an agenda when I'm, um, you know, signing up uh, to, 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 you know, attend and, and speak at conferences or be asked to speak. Uh, no agenda except uh, to just pay it forward and, and give back. Um, and I'm rewarded in feeling good that I've, I've helped so many. And, you know, when you're, when you're, I'm meeting hundreds of thousands of startups a year and small businesses. And when you can have a moment, um, you know, uh, uh, just it feels good. And I do it for that, solely for that reason. Yeah. Wow. Well, you mentioned about a workbook. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. yeah so, so um, I have a talk that's, um, one of the more popular ones for the conferences. It's sort of pil pillars to achieving uh, startup success. Um, and so I've got these, uh, uh, the, the pillars outlined in sort of a workbook to just give you, uh, you, you can give, it, give you some food for thought. I also have a talk and some other things that you can access. And so if you just, uh, if you text to the number 59925, so 59925, uh, text the word pillars, uh, all capital, P-I-L-L-A-R-S, pillars. Uh, it'll prompt you through to to uh, to get to the uh, to the workbook, and there's a video, and uh, there's also a survey. Feedback's a gift if you want to give me a, you know, some feedback on on my talk today, or uh, there's a place to do that as well. Well, I want everyone to go ahead and text five nine nine two five. The word pillars, all in caps. And text it and get that workbook. I, I, we're going to be teaching from it. We're going to be sharing from it. We're going to be working through it and uh, incorporating uh, these pillars, these principles in our lives. And I want to thank you, Alex. You know, someone told me back in 1994, a gentleman named Nigel Allen, we had so many people around us who had gifts and they had so many potentials, uh, so much potential. And I remember him saying that, that, your, that your gifts and principles can take you someplace that, excuse me, your gifts and your talents can take you someplace that your character cannot keep you. So, you know, I think it's really about just trying our best to do the right things and then doing things right. And we don't have to be who we were yesterday. We can uh, turn our life from tragic to magic, that we can invent ourselves in a, in a heartbeat. We can decide every single day who we want to be. And I think it's important for each and every one of us to wake up with intention. Go to bed with intention to understand who you are, whose you are, what type of outcome you want to create. Because there's always going to be the little things that will trip you up, those little habits that will mess you up. You know, so I want you to live your best life, each and every one of you guys. I want to thank you, Alec, for, for being our guest, man. Thank you for being a great friend. And when we, we find out when the, the, when the clouds move um, and the sun comes back again and everybody can go out there and bask in that vitamin D, uh, we have our next event. I definitely would like to see if it meets your calendar. I definitely would like to have you here. And I'd love to do anything with you, and I'm there for you, okay? Sounds good. I'd love to, love to join you. All right. You God bless you, my friend. Sounds hey, good. ladies and gentlemen, the great Alex Stern. Do me a favor. If you're on Facebook, just say thank you to Mr. Stern. Say thank you, Alex. I would appreciate that. Uh, he has a wealth of knowledge, but just as a human being, he's just absolutely incredible. And you want to be around people just like him. Now, don't forget, next week, we're going to have Mr. Mark Victor Hansen, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He and Jack Canfield sold over 500 million books, written in 44 languages, I believe, in 45 countries. So uh, you definitely want to hear from him. 
Uh, he's also a friend of Alec. Alex knows everybody. It's a great community. And now we, we want you to be a part of that community, too, because you have greatness in you. You have things to share. And the world's waiting to hear your story, your gift. So just step forward, because I'll tell you, if you're good and you're useful and you operate with integrity and you are trustworthy, then you'll get in. If you're good and useful, you'll get in. If you're trustworthy, you unfortunately won't be able to stay because the wrong person cannot stay in the right environment. The environment will make them feel odd and they'll back away. Okay. And good people can't stay in a bad environment. So choose good. Uh, enjoy your time in, enjoy your time with your families, enjoy this time of peace and tranquility where we're kind of locked in, but you're not in a cage, guys. You are free as your mind because now in the quiet moments, there's no jobs for most people. There's not a lot of traffic. Now you can begin to create, to open up your mind and let your greatness shine. God bless you guys. This concludes our show. I'll see you next Friday. And if you want to join our Business Accelerator Facebook group, join it, guys. We're going to post this interview in there. And also, we have a lot of other thought leaders that's going to be teaching there as we prepare for our next event. And then you will be the first people to find out what's happening at the next event and get your seat because they will sell out. So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Let's be kind to one another. And remember, I love your life, too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.